water in the river is still. The grass is prickly underfoot. The sun is hot. Let's go swimming. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. There is nothing like the tranquility of a lazy July afternoon in the woods. The black fly and mosquito numbers are usually much more tolerable by now. July smells like muggy heat, campfire smoke, sunscreen, and adventure. I love tromping through the woods, gliding down the slack water of a river in a canoe, flippering my way across a pond in my belly boat, casting my fly rod as I go. But all of this peace, tranquility, and oneness with my thoughts and my environment seems to buzz away as quickly as I settle into it, as the feature of today's episode bounces antagonistically against my head, flies in a tight circle around me, and lands on my arm. The nearly inescapable deer fly. First of all, let's get a few things straight about our biting flies. In order from smallest to largest, we have the nearly microscopic noceums in the family Ceratopogonidae. Then there are the black flies in the family Simuliidae. Then there are the deer flies and horse flies, both groups in the family Tabanidae. All this is to say that even though all these biting flies look quite similar in a Russian nesting doll kind of way, they are, in fact, all members of different families. Nonetheless, all of these groups of insects are members of a larger group, the order Diptera, along with houseflies and clusterflies. Deerflies are a group of 250 species in the genus Chrysops, with a nearly global distribution. Even here in Maine, we have something in the neighborhood of 20 species. But we can leave the particulars to the experts and simply appreciate them as a whole group. When they aren't wildly whirling around my head or attempting to sample my dainty flesh, I must admit that deerflies are actually rather beautiful. Their wings are translucent and are mottled with an intricate brown patterning. Their bodies are a lovely amber-yellow, streaked and striped with dark chocolate browns. But if this coloration wasn't unique and beautiful enough, the compound eyes, the multifaceted window into these flies' souls, are deep black with an elegant iridescent patterning that varies by species, sometimes green, olive, yellow, or even scarlet. Are these flies chunky, blood-sucking parasites that take a tranquil afternoon and make it frantic? Yes, and yet a closer look reveals beauty that rivals the most coveted orchid, the most elusive hummingbird, or the most bejeweled scarab. I'm sure there's a lesson in there somewhere, but this fly keeps buzzing in my ear. Deerflies lay their eggs in or around water, where they will hatch and the young larvae grow up eating decomposing organic matter. When they emerge as adults, the males tend to feast exclusively on fruit and nectar, but the females, compelled by the increased metabolic demands of motherhood, look for energy-dense food in the form of blood, and fresh blood at that. Scientists usually describe the mouthparts of these bloodsuckers as knife-like or dagger-like, and the motion with which they use them as slashing or stabbing, which is pretty true and explains why it hurts so bad to get bitten by one. After they slash their way through the skin of a human or other mammal, they then begin lapping up the blood like a dog at a water bowl, but with a strange sponge-like appendage rather than a tongue. Scientists have found that deer flies can be so torturous to cattle that they can reduce milk production, and the cows can lose up to a quart of blood every 10 days from these aerial attacks. But you need not suffer from this fate. 
While bug spray may or may not work against these persistent flies, hats can often baffle them. If you have a hat you don't particularly care about, you can adopt the trick of Michigan State University entomologist Howard Russell, who slathers the outside and bill of a hat with tree tangle foot, turning a perfectly benign hat into a fly tape-like trap. So this weekend, as you are out and about in the woods and waters of your area, you can take a closer look at the intricate patterning of the deer flies, which will surely stop by for a visit. What color are their eyes? You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology.